Welcome to the Time for Some Action podcast. I am your host, Niles E, alongside my, my guy, Mike. Uh, here to do another uh, breakdown of the NFL schedules, as well as some baseball talk uh, today. Uh, how's it going, Mike? It's going great, man. I appreciate you having me back on. Um, I know you have a lot of guests, so I appreciate you uh, having me as a recurring guest. So let's get into it. <laughs> For sure, for sure. So uh, I wanted to, before we hit the main topic, the NFL, I wanted to uh, touch upon kind of a little dust up what happened with baseball recently. So if you haven't heard, there's a player for the Chicago White Sox uh, and their manager, Tony La Russa, and they were playing the Minnesota Twins recently. And they're blowing the Twins out 15-4, to I believe the score was. And at that, this point, like, and when you're getting blown out like that in baseball, as most people know, you start putting in position players because you don't want to overtax your bullpen. So and the White Sox st- still had some of their, like, uh, starters in. And it just so happens one of these starters is a rookie starter. And it's, it's been playing pretty well. It's been their best hitter, actually, to start off the season. And I guess he isn't familiar with, with the unwritten rules of baseball because he took a position player yard on a 3-0 count. And Tony La Russa, which shocked me, his own manager said, we'll deal with this uh, internally. He'll be disciplined. And the day after the game, the um, twins threw at the guy. Now, he didn't throw him at the head, but they threw behind him. So, it's I, I bring it to, to you, Mike, because you're the baseball expert of the show. What's your whole take on this, the unwritten rules of baseball, and do you think LaRusso is out of line, all that? Yeah, so, I obviously have a couple takes on this. Um me being like me having baseball be my first sport that I ever played and being baseball be my main sport. Um, I really could give two fucks about the, the unwritten rules about baseball. Um, I think that's like an old adage. I think like nowadays I feel like you play to win the game. Um, I've seen a team in my lifetime score 16 runs in one inning. Um, so I feel like even though they were up like 12 or 13, 14, 15 runs, like what have you, um, I feel like just being a competitor, just being a sports fan, I feel like you just have to take what's given to you. And if you have a position player pitching, which that kind of happens maybe a couple times a year. You know what happens when you get blown out like 15 nothing, you know, like 15 to one, like whatever. But if you have a position player throwing as a pitcher and you're a batter, um, are you expected to just strike out and just watch three pitches go right down the middle? Exactly. Not only does that not hurt your stats, that uh, just kind of looks at your team and it's just like, oh, this guy doesn't give two fucks about this at bat. And being in a professional sport, um, this guy who hit the home run, he's on his rookie contract. He's he's not, you know, Mike Trout. He's not, you know, Bryce Harper. He's not, you know, Aaron Judge. 
he's not making millions of dollars a year. So his next contract's going to be based off of stats and like what he's done for his team. So if he has an opportunity, I don't give a fuck really if they're up 35 to 1. If you have an opportunity to hit a home run and to potentially make your second contract worth the fuck, I mean, I feel like you have to, you know, take advantage of that. Um, and me being a baseball player, playing in high school uh, ball, um, I was kind of in like a similar circumstance. We were uh, up, I believe it was like, I kind of remember this pretty vividly. We were up like 15 to like one in like the top of the ninth on an away game. And uh, I was on second base and I actually stole third base. Um, They actually threw the ball down. So like it wasn't like uncontested. He actually threw it down. So I stole third base and then the, um, the catcher was like talking shit off like the stolen base. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to play any longer than high school. So I'm just kind of like doing it. So, I mean, it, I just feel like anything that can make a team better, anything that can make a team win, score runs, what have you, I feel like um, just do it. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me to where if you have like a catcher pitching, am I just supposed to stand at home plate and just take three strikes and just walk back to the dugout? Like, what, what? Like, what kind of horse shit thing is that? I mean, that's... What? That's just you giving in to the competitor and you're born to, when you play sports, you're born to know that you play until the last whistle, you play until the last out, you play until the game is won. And to me, I respected Tony La Russa when he coached with the Cardinals. I thought he was a good coach. Uh, they had some good seasons down there, but I thought that was kind of the... Um, kind of a very, very, very old school approach to it, which I don't think that has anything to do with the, um, the new style of play. So I'm not a fan of it. Um, I think if you score 30 runs, you score 30 runs. I mean, that just means the other team was dog shit for the day. But I mean, you just you just never let up. I mean, just score until the game's over. And, you know, you don't flaunt it. Like, you don't, like, if this guy, like, he didn't pimp the home run. If you pimp a home run and, like, walk down the th- like the first base, okay, that's a different thing. But he just hit the home run, did his trot, and, you know, that is what it is. But he's not trying to show up the other team. He's just swinging at a fucking 49-mile-an-hour pitch that people throw in T-ball. So it's like, I don't really understand the... The madness behind it like he didn't like fucking you know take his helmet off and like do a bat flip and all this kind of bullshit he just hit a home run that's all it is yeah well and it goes to kind of what and this is the next thing i wanted to, to speak on it was uh, when cc sabathia uh, uh they he has a podcast with ryan ruko and big they fan. asked him about it big fan and as CC went off on Tony La Russa, kind of saying, because uh, 
what I think he's done to CeCe's point, you aren't show you aren't standing up for your own players. You'd rather stand up for these unwritten rules of the game than your own team that you're supposed to be managing. Like Tim Anderson had to come out and say, Hey man, uh, we got your back. Don't worry about it. And he so he's the de facto leader on the team when your manager should be one of the leaders and instead of throwing you under the bus. So yeah, CC. If people haven't heard it, definitely gotta check out. Uh, he went in on Tony Larusa for sure. He, uh, he, the whole rules thing with the throwing at the head and the you don't steal situation. It's crazy to me because, as you said, when you play sports, you're competitive. Yeah, you aren't gonna just be like, "Hey, screw this." Uh, I'll let this guy get to your point. I'll let this guy get me out just because we're beating them down. It's like, well, what's the what's the deal with that? I'm going to screw up my stats just because you guys didn't, now, didn't if, deal with it at the beginning. If, so. if you're a professional baseball player, you get paid to do this sport. Is some If somebody is giving you a 50-mile-an-hour pitch, a cookie – right over the middle of the plate. You're going to sit there and watch that go? I don't give a fuck if you're down 15 or you're up 15. You're going to crank that shit 425 dead center field. Exactly. Those are the things you you wait to see coming uh, down the plate. It's like, oh, I remember these back when I was just a kid. Just so you could tee off on it as hard as you can. Yeah, but like, you know, just like I said, he didn't pimp it. He didn't like, you know, he didn't show off. He just hit a home run. That's all it was. Like, yeah. so you're telling me if a position player is pitching, I'm just going to stand up there. Shit. I don't even have to stand in the box. I'm just going to watch three pitches down the middle and just strike out and just walk back to the dugout and say, oh, shit, okay, we're up 15. Like, that's like that's what it's come down to? Like, no. Fucking destroy that shit into the fucking orbit. Get the longest home run of your career. I mean, let's go. Granted, it's yeah. the catcher, but I mean, like, I don't understand. Like, you're supposed to sit there and just watch three pitches go down the pipe at 50 miles an hour? I was playing Little League Baseball, and people were throwing 60 at least. And that's when I was, like, 10. So you're telling me that I'm just supposed to sit there and be like, oh, okay. No, this is chopped. This this. This whole plate appearance is chalked. I'll take a strikeout looking, and I'll just walk back to the dugout and just, for some reason, that's, like, acceptable. No. <laughs> take that shit into the second deck. Exactly. Exactly. No, but, yeah, I just wanted to touch you, get your thoughts on that uh, here real quick because it, it was something that when I first, when I, uh, first saw it, I was like, Bruce is out of control, but then here at CC's reaction, that really made me be like, "All right, well, what's Mike think about this too?" Just to see if yeah. if he's siding with a crazy ass Larusa, or if he's like, "No, nah, get the hey, get this madness out of here." See, here's the thing. First thing, Tony Larusa is a bitch. Like, it doesn't matter what your team does. I don't give a fuck if you throw at somebody's head. And if that's the wrong thing, that's the wrong thing. But as a manager of a, of a professional club, 
you always have to have your teams back first. I don't give a fuck if your team's wrong. I don't care. You always have to bat for your team because you're the leader. So what does that say when he shits on that guy for doing that? And then what does that say as like a leader of your team saying, oh, our coach doesn't even fucking like what we do. So we're like, okay, so if our coach doesn't even believe in us, then, then like, what's the deal here? You know? And the crazy thing with him is that he's been out of the league for a minute. Like, and when's the last time? years. So it's like, the game has definitely changed uh, since he last managed it. And he, shoot, I want to say, I don't know his exact age, but he's got to be uh, seven, mid 70s. So it's like, all right, dude, not to play the, uh, are you the old man? You need to get out the way. But in this instance, it applies. Like you said, he, he isn't backing his team. He's going back to the way, hell, not even the Cardinals. He's, thinking back to the ways when he was managing the Oakland A's back in the damn 80s. So, it's like the game has definitely changed from when he first came on to now. And uh, it's crazy to me that they even hired him in the first place to be perfectly honest with you. When I heard it was like they hired Tony LaRusso, I'm thinking maybe an advisor or something like that. For the actual manager's position, it's like, all right, this is insane. So, Well, I I feel like the only reason why they hired him was because they knew the White Sox are good. It doesn't matter who the fuck manages that team. You and I can manage that team. And with that lineup and that pitching staff, okay, we're definitely going to be in the playoff hunt. So he's not doing much to to get them to where they need to be because they're already there. I mean, that's a solid fucking team they have there. Uh, I think they have one of the best records in the league at this point. If not the best. So he did some like a uh, front office work. I know with the Arizona Diamondbacks before that, I think he was the president maybe of uh, baseball operations, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. which I think that's a fine spot for him. But I don't know if he like, I don't know as like a manager, you want like a fiery guy that's going to be behind your players no matter what. And I just don't think with his age and his his, his his stuff right now, I just don't think he's going to – like when push comes to shove, if you get in like a beanball war, it's like I don't give a fuck who starts it or who's right or who's wrong, okay? Like it happened, but you always take your teams back before the other team. Like are you fucking right. – like this is, this is horseshit. Like it's like saying like in football, which we're going to talk about, you know, after this – it's like if somebody has a pass interference call, say the Packers are playing the Saints, and the Saints have a pass interference call on Devontae Adams, and Matt LaFur comes out and goes, Oh yeah, that was a great call. It's like, what the fuck? Like, who the fuck does that? So if we wrap yeah, up the conversation, Tony LaRusse is a bitch. Um I don't like the way he manages the game anymore. It's a very old school game. This isn't Jim Leland. He's like pushing eight years old. Uh, let your players play. Let you win the game, and we'll just move on to the next day. Because if you didn't come out and say something, then the beanball war probably wouldn't have happened. To right. Here. So. 
Right, and then lucky dude just threw behind him because if he was ignorant and went for his head, you basically would have condoned getting your player thrown at uh, upstairs. And yeah, nobody wants to see that. But no. So here's the rule. If you're in a beanball war, if something happens the game before that you want to hit somebody, the only unwritten rule that I actually agree with is you don't pitch at his head. That's not a thing. We don't do that. Because if you hit somebody in the head, I don't care how good the helmets are these days, you don't pitch at somebody's head, you hit him in the butt, you hit him in the ribs, you pitch behind them, that's totally fine. But just don't go for the guy's head though. That's the, that's yeah. the one rule that I do agree with. Because um, getting hit in the head can actually end somebody's career. Oh yeah, um, and if you remember back in the day, that one prospect that came up with the Marlins, this wasn't even a beanball war. He just got hit in the head, and he never played again a day in his life because he had like concussion issues. But that's the one thing that I agree with. You don't if you have like beef, that's fine. Hit somebody in the back, hit him in the butt, hit him in the ribs. The ribs is gonna hurt, but you just don't. Don't throw at somebody's head, though. That's the that's that's the only rule that I actually agree with on the quote unquote unwritten rules. Um, <laughs> don't throw at a guy's head because that's that's his livelihood. He's making money for his family. Don't do that kind of shit. But just hit him somewhere. I mean, just somewhere, not the head. That's not gonna hurt him. I mean, that's totally fine. But don't don't do the head type of shit because that's kind of like bullshit there. Exactly, exactly. Great point. All right, uh, putting a bow on that crazy ass dude. Uh, Want to shift gears to the main topic here? The oh, the Loki. Just want to end that on that. He's kind of a bit, kind of a pussy ass guy. <laughs> right. So on to week seven of the NFL schedules and. We actually got an interesting scenario for this one for the Thursday night game. For the have, the second out of seven weeks, we actually have a decent Thursday night matchup. Huh? And not only that, it's on my birthday. And not only that, it's my team playing. So we got Denver at Cleveland now. I'd love to say, all right, for my birthday. The team comes out with a win, but on paper, at least, as things stand right now, Cleveland, top to bottom, has more talent than Denver. Although, I will say the defense could definitely get after Baker, and this is one of those instances where if we get even just bare minimum solid quarterback play, I'm going to jump on a leap of faith here and say, Denver can take this one, so I got Denver in this matchup. I'll tell you one thing, man. Uh, I don't know if you remember, two years ago, I bought you 10, 10 biscuits from uh, Chick-fil-A for your birthday. Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> and I gave you those biscuits, and you know what I said? You know what, Niles? You do whatever you want with these 10 biscuits, but this is your birthday present. So uh, <laughs> if uh, push comes to shove, I'm going to go with Denver here just because it's your birthday. I feel like the, you know, the good Lord is going to look out for you on your birthday. Um, 
obviously I can't send you 10 biscuits this year, but I feel like uh, the energy can kind of maybe translate to this game. Let's go. I'm taking Denver. Appreciate that, Seth. And the first uh, game on the Sunday slate is actually your team. And I actually, uh, this was a funny one, the Washington football team, these guys still don't have a name, versus your Packers. <laughs> yeah, so I'll go ahead and say this is Redskins versus the Packers. Um, I like the Packers here. Um, like I said on the previous podcast, uh, it is TBD on the rosters, but uh, even if we have uh, fucking Johnny Menzel playing out there, Blake Borders ripping cigs, I feel like we can find a way to win against the, the quote-unquote Washington football team. Uh, yeah. That technically isn't even a name. That's just the team that plays for Washington. I still like uh, Blake Bortles going for uh, two touchdowns. Mason Crosby hitting three field goals. I like that by 10 points right there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, who knows what Washington's quarterback situation will Heineke? look like by this point. Heineke. Yeah, Heineke or if Fitch Magic is still upright by that point. So The Smith brothers are going to have a field day on that game. I'll tell you that much right now. Cool. Exactly. Now, Sunday night, this is a good one, I think. We got the Colts at 49ers in San Francisco. Colts. This. <laughs> no, I was going to say. Versus the Seahawks or the 49ers, the, uh, the team that's playing them, I'm going to pick. So I'm going Colts here. Um, I'm going three points. Game-winning field goal for the Colts. Uh, I don't know if if 65-year-old Anna Vinatieri is still on the team, but if he is, I like that guy. No, I think he's finally done. Finally. Is he? <laughs> yeah. Whoever's taking for them, I'll take them as a game-winning field goal uh, just because fuck San Francisco. Now, this one is all pinned upon is Jimmy G still healthy by this point? If he's still healthy, I like that defense to kind of put pressure on Carson Wentz. You got uh, Bosa and uh, on that front line back, you know, he'll be wrecking havoc. So, I'll say this. If Jimmy G's there, I count this as a win. If he's not, obviously a loss. But if I'm if you're forcing me to choose, uh, Indy coming in there uh, uh, and, and travel late game, fuck, I'll go Indy. It, it'll be close game, but Indy because they're. Uh, I mean, hell, look, we saw uh, this past season they were able to uh, conjure up a playoffs with Philip Rivers back there. So you got to figure Carson Wentz. It can at least give the production that Philip Rivers gave. So, Andy oh, in this one. Over or under three overthrows by Jimmy G in that game? <laughs> For first time. The whistle way that Indy can play D, yeah, I, I, I'll take uh, the. Uh, you said three? Yeah. Over. Over. I like to force Buckner there two sacks. Mm-hmm. Easy call. 
Yep, sure. Now, I already know how you're going with this one based on the last show, but still, we got to go over it. <laughs> New Orleans at Seattle. Yeah, that's New Orleans by 10 points. <laughs> See, now your blind rage towards Pete Carroll has you with that pick. I gotta go Seattle on this one because we don't know who we don't know who's we don't know we don't know who's playing uh, quarterback for New Orleans at this point is Taysom Hill the gadget knife the quarterback or do they still have Jameis back there or somebody we don't even know about yet so yeah for that reason alone I gotta I trust Russell Wilson on a Monday on prime time to be able to beat this team. Even though the Saints, I, I think a lot of people will be surprised. They're not going to just drop off a cliff, but I, I got Seattle on this one. Sorry, man. No, that's all right. I mean, like Russell Wilson has been chasing an MVP for his whole career. He's never, ever going to get one. Um, he's going to throw two picks in this game. Um, and I like uh, New Orleans by seven or ten here. I think, uh, yeah, kind of fucks Seattle, Loki. So let's move on to uh, week eight, huh? Okay. And now we got the reverse. Uh, last week it was my team starting it off. This week we got yours, and, and it's a nice matchup, I think. Green Bay at Arizona, so take it away. Like I said, there's going to be a lot of thoughts like this. It's going to be as the roster stands, we win this game, no problem. Uh, 10 points. I like it. Um, if rosters don't stand, it's going to be a potentially an Arizona win here. Um, I don't want to say for sure, but they do have J.J. Watt there. Uh, still have no idea why he wanted to go there. Um, yeah. For the teams that were kind of like, you know, better contenders, better suitors for him. Um, but he chose Arizona. They have D Hop, top five receiver in the league. They have JJ Watt, probably still if he's healthy, um, top five uh, pass rusher in the league. So um, if rosters don't stand up, I feel like Arizona, if we have A Rod back there behind it, I think that's an easy 10 point win. Yeah, I, I I like the trajectory of where Kyler Murray's going, and I like the pieces they're putting around him. I don't trust the coach, though. So, sorry, Cliff Kingsbury doesn't instill a lot of confidence. Yeah. So yeah, I I got the pack easy on this one. I I, I go at least ten yep. on that there. So, but that's another good game though. Uh, that's a, actually there's Thursday night got a string of good games. So hopefully they can keep up that momentum. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we have like and like you said, like we've had uh, bad results coming out to the West Coast or like West Coast teams like that. I mean, obviously they're not West Coast, but they're West. So we've kind of historically done bad going out to the West area. So we'll see how that goes. But I still like our odds if 12's under center. I think that's an easy win. If not, I mean, it's going to be a battle like every single other game we play. Yep. yep. And for uh, Washington at Denver, Denver's at home against uh, 
and and uh, pedestrian offense. That defense uh, alone should should be able to seal up the win. Yeah, I mean, if they get back, and it kind of repeats myself, if they just get halfway decent quarterback play, they should win that game. So I got Denver uh, at least by one score on that one. Yeah, I got Denver too. No questions asked there. This Sunday night game was interesting to me. Uh, we got Dallas at Minnesota. I honestly have never been a huge Kirk Cousins guy. It's not that I think the dude is terrible, but it's like he's there. He's not uh, the worst quarterback in the world, but he's also not going to be a guy that's like, oh, we're one Kirk Cousins away from a Super Bowl either. He's just like a manageable dude. And that's kind of the What's that? No, that was the Kirk Cousins quote after that one game. You like that? You like that? No. No, I, I don't like that when it comes to him. And, and on the flip side, that's kind of exactly what Dallas has as well. Like Dak is, he is what he is. He's not a superstar by any um, by any standing, but he's not like if he was your quarterback, it's like, all right, well, at least we don't have a bottom five quarterback in the league. So yeah. if, if you take uh, those two out of the equation, it's all right. Well, what else does the teams have? I'd say Dalvin Cook at this stage of his career is a much better running back than Zeke. And at the wide receiver position, I trust Thielen and Justin Jefferson a lot more than I trust. And this is crazy to say that combination of Gallup, uh, Cooper, and and C.D. Lamb. I'm sorry. I, I, what I saw at Justin Jefferson last year is like, damn, well, you, you kind of wish they still had Stephon Diggs because they really would be something to be uh, to be scared of. But yeah, I uh, based off that alone and it's being in Minnesota, I got uh, the Vikings on this one. Yeah, as much as, you know, I hate to fucking say it, but as much as I want the Cowboys to win this game just because it's a it's a loss for the Vikings um, from like a divisional standpoint. Uh, I think the Vikings win this game. Yeah. And then we head to the Monday night game. This boat race central right here. New The Giants at the Chiefs. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I mean, that's really kind of a dumbass question to say, but I mean, there's, there's, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if Mahomes is upright, that game, two-score game at least. I've already moved on to week nine on our schedule, just let you know, because I don't even consider that to be a game. <laughs> All right. So what do we have for week nine? There we go. The Jets at the Colts. So we're back to a drag Thursday night game. Colts should handle this easy. Yep. And, and no further, unless you want to have anything to say about that matchup. There really isn't anything to deep dive on this one, I'm, I'm afraid. Nope. That's a, uh, I feel like that's Colts easy. 10 points, 14 points. I feel like that's an easy uh, bet there. Yep. And we got the Broncos at the Cowboys. Cowboys are about to be on a two game losing streak because. 
I, last time the Broncos played Dak, they made him look silly with the when the uh, uh, no fly zone was there. Now we got no fly zone 2.0. I don't see uh, those receivers being able to get free on that secondary and that defense as a whole. So I got Denver on that one. Yep, I agree with everything you just said. I got Denver there. Um, I think it, and, it, it it may be a little closer than what we think, but I still think at least that's a Denver win for sure, 100%. Mm-hmm. And oh my God. Yeah. Talk about a game this week. Yeah. We got the pack at the Chiefs. Huh? I, the floor is yours, sir. Um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. Um, I'm not going to do any like analysis into this game. I just know the last time we played the Chiefs two seasons ago, we beat them, but they had Matt Moore playing quarterback. Uh, I do like the Chiefs here as much as I hate to say it. I just uh, think them being an arrowhead full capacity because you know uh, how that state goes. So, um, yeah, I'm going Chiefs here. And that's that's – it's tough to say, but I'm going to go Chiefs here. Probably about, probably a touchdown. I'd say it might come if Rodgers is there. It could potentially come to a field goal, um, but I'm just going Chiefs here. Sucks, but yeah, it's what it is. I'm going Chiefs, man. The real question I got with this is how is it not a, a primetime game? But that's neither here nor there. But yeah. yeah. You got Chicago, oh, yeah. Pittsburgh, and Tennessee at the Rams. And what the fuck are we doing here, Annabelle? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I got Kansas City. Monday night, uh, Loki. If you could clone Jair Alexander and the rest of your dudes in the secondary, then I'd say, all right, well, you got uh, somebody to cover these guys, but he's only one dude back there, unfortunately, so... It's like, all right, he may be able to take out uh, Tyreek, who you got to uh, deal with Kelsey. And you know there's there's always one random Chiefs receiver that steps up a game outside of them. Pringle, all those fucking guys running like a 4-2. It's just like, what the fuck are we doing? And, yeah, that's the thing I've said it for the past five years, man. If only we had the, the same defensive back playing five positions, yeah, we'd definitely be good. But we're not because outside of Jair, outside of Amos, you know, it's a, it's a little sus out there. So, yeah, I mean, as much as I'll be tuned into this game, as much as I'm concerned that it's only a 125 game, should be a Monday night or at least a Sunday night game, I feel like. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to go Chiefs here, man. I just. Unless, like, just Aaron Rodgers just goes just fucking bananas. Just goes nuts, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, so, yeah, I, I'll semi-confidently go Chiefs here, but, you know, it's not bad. It's a hell of a matchup. I mean, like, what do you expect? It's not going to be an easy game for both teams, but it's two of the best quarterbacks to ever do it in the game so far, so, yeah. Yeah. That, that's definitely going to be a what day is that? November 7th. Mark this down. November 7th, 2021. Yeah. Don't bother me during that game. Exactly. Won't be sober. Hashtag. 
and we shift to Tennessee at uh, the Rams. Now, this is interesting to me because you got King Henry and that bruising style going up against the new look Rams with um, uh, Matt Stafford. And I'll tell you, I'll go the Rams on this one. I just gave you my pick right now because, as I said on last show, I don't think Ryan Tannehill can keep up with the elite offenses in this league. So I'm not saying that uh, the Rams will be an elite offense like they were a couple years ago, but they'll be much better than they were last year. And because of that, uh, Henry can only do but so much. And with against that defense, that's really going to be a struggle. So I got uh, Rams there easy. Yeah, I'll probably do a take on that. I like the Rams by uh, – I actually like the Rams by two scores in this game. Um, I think Tannehill's been kind of – if you look at what he's done over the past years, he's kind of relied on Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry a lot. Um, I feel like he's not a top-10 quarterback in the league, Ryan Tannehill. Um, he's done what he's has what he's had to do to get to the playoffs and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like when push comes to shove, I don't think he has the the talent to score up with a, a guy like Matthew Stafford. I just don't see them win this game at all. I, yeah. I kind of actually like two scores in this game, actually. Yeah, like, yeah. I kind of like two scores. I'm not too um, – I'm not too versed on the – on the Tennessee defense, but um, I definitely do like the Rams here, for sure. 100%. They added Bud Dupree from the offseason, but he's coming off the ACL, so yeah. who knows what you'll get out of that. So. I think Rams is a good pick here. I mean, I don't yeah. see Tennessee coming in L.A. They finally got some fans. I, yeah, I just don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah, yeah. And next, we got uh, Chicago at Pittsburgh. This is kind of the point in which Big Ben normally starts to taper off. But Chicago, that's a great defense. But who they got at quarterback by this stage of the season? Because Andy Dalton played his way to the bench. And now they already got Justin Fields out there. Or uh, are they still thinking they're somewhat in the hunt and got the red rifle out there? Either way. I got Pittsburgh in this, but it's going to be one of those ugly close games, I think. Yeah, this could be kind of a bullshit, like maybe like 17 to 14 kind of game. Maybe defenses are like working. It could be like 21 to like 17 type of shit. Um, I got to go with Pittsburgh here. I don't know. I don't think like – I mean, this is week what? Eight week nine, you throw in Justin Fields starter that early, but if you're not, I yeah, I don't know. Just it's all about how they're doing and when their buy lines up. I think if if like the Bears shit themselves the the first like five weeks, maybe throw Fields out there, but I still feel like the the uh the veterans from the Steelers come take this game, I think. Yeah, from the looks of it, Chicago has a bye actually the following week. So I can see an instance where uh, Andy Dalton just gets 
and demolished that game. And it's like been like, because at this point we're we're heading into week ten. So let's say it's been uh, he hasn't really been doing showing you anything. They lose on Monday night in front of a, a nationally uh, nationally televised game. It's like all right, we'll give the kid a shot, but we give a bye week to get him up to speed and get him going. Uh, whoever they're playing after their bye week, I could see that scenario playing out for him for sure. Yep, hundred percent. All right, so we're on to week 10, and we got Baltimore at Miami. That's actually a decent game, I think. Better than most. It's interesting, because this will be a case where we'll see. uh, I personally don't see it with Tua. Like, maybe because he's lefty quarterback and just for whatever reason lefty quarterbacks just it looks weird seeing a lefty throw it just it's always looked awkward to me maybe I just got a thing with that I don't know but I don't see it with him personally I it's like granted they gave him uh, it gave him some weapons this offseason yeah. and it's going to be kind of a prove it like if he doesn't do it this year they know alright we need to go out and get a uh, get a quarterback. So, because of that, Baltimore they're an established team with an ex- established uh, quarterback, an, ex- an established like style they play with. I got Baltimore on this one. Yeah, I like Baltimore here. Um, like I've told you before, who's who's the best uh, left-handed quarterback to play in the league besides Michael Vick and be successful? Yeah. You know? uh, you gotta go way back to Steve yeah. Young. <laughs> Mark Brunel, maybe. I mean, no, back in the Steve day, Young. he was good. Kind of, he was good. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, who's been a successful guy who has led a team to do something worth a fuck? That was the left-handed quarterback. There, there's been none since like Vic or like Young and those kind of guys. So, yeah. I don't know. This game could be close. Um, it could be just because it's a road game for the the Ravens, but I like the Ravens here, though. Yeah, I don't see it being a blowout. So, I, I don't think it'll be anything like It'll be a nice game, I think. So. Oh, yeah. But I, I'm pretty confident with the Ravens in that bit. Yeah. And this week we got Philly at Denver. No need to really dive into that. I got Denver easy. <laughs> yeah, it's all gonna, it's all gonna kind of go like you said. It's all gonna kind of go to the previous week. See how Jalen Hurts does. But I mean, I don't know. I still like Denver here. Yeah, I have no faith in that Philly team. Period. Right now, it's like yeah, that's that team is like. <laughs> Good luck this year. They're gonna try. You're gonna make Jalen Hurts be like, God, did I make the right decision playing quarterback? But yeah, so yeah, like I, I got for sure. And then we got up next <laughs> Seattle at Green Bay. Now yeah. Talk about some classic battles between these two teams. Yeah, we're in November here. Uh, it could be cold weather. Probably not going to snow in November. 
but it'll be cold. Uh, I like Green Bay by 35 points here. <laughs> I like Green Bay too, not quite by 35. Okay. But this is a like a whoever has the ball last type of game come down and win it at the end. And I I got I think there's still some magic out there in Lambeau, so I got uh, Green Bay on this one, but not by 35. I mean, Pete <laughs> Carroll's gonna be chewing his fucking thing of of, uh, of bubble tape. We all know that kind of shit. Um, he's gonna find some way to fuck this game up, just like he did USC back in the day. So. Uh, I like Green Bay by 35 for 42 here. <laughs> oh, man. And next up, we got uh, Kansas City at, at the Raiders for the Sunday night game. That's- the only thing exciting about this game is the DJ booth in the end zone. How many times the Chiefs dudes are probably going to run over there and start scratching on the turntables with the amount of points they'll probably put up on these four guys. Yeah, the only exciting thing about this game is just like you said, how how uh, how crazy the Raider fans go in that little side end zone club there. But uh, I, there's no way Kansas City by at least 14 here. Yeah, and then we got Rams. Oh, nope, that's not Rams. Yeah, Rams 49ers. Uh, yeah. So, uh, if there's one like Achilles heel for Sean McVay in terms of teams, it's this one right here. Uh-huh. Uh, they, they, he, for whatever reason, even last year when when San Francisco was like super banged out, Kittle was out, Garoppolo, the running game. San Francisco with their third string dude still beat uh, the Rams uh, and a fully healthy Rams team at that. So there's something that uh, sometimes there's just guys that have your number and Kyle Shanahan has uh, McVay's numbers. I got San Francisco on this one as weird as it might sound. Yeah, as good as as good as Aaron Donald is on defense, I still think the, um, the 49ers defense is a lot better. And I think this game gets one off of the defensive end uh, for San Francisco. So I do like San Fran here. This could actually be a decent game. It could be a three-point game. It could be a touchdown game. But I do like San Fran here. All right, I, I agree with that for sure. For sure. All right. So moving on to week 11. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's just go with New England there. Atlanta's a dumpster fire. Especially if Julio is gone by that point. So they're paying Matt Ryan forty million dollars a year to uh go eight and eight. Yeah, I like the I do like the Pats here. As much as I hate the Patriots, I do like the Pats here. <laughs> so my team is on a bye week, so we just got you guys. Uh, Gr- Green Bay at Minnesota. Uh, I got Green. I won't say easy win because for whatever reason, those Green Bay Minnesota games are always, I won't say tight, but they're about, they don't really open up to like the last. Kurt will do something stupid and like it will open up at the very end. So something like that I can foresee happening. So I got Green Bay 
pushing this out uh, uh, late and, uh, and my god discount double check coming away with the win it doesn't matter who's playing for the both teams it, it's going to be a field goal game either way um, I feel like if roster stands I like our spot here by a field goal um, you can book Dalvin Cook for uh, like one or two rushing touchdowns you can book Dylan for a touchdown so that's 21 points right there. Um, I like the – if I had to pick, I like it by a field goal for the, uh, the Packers, 24 to 21. Because okay. okay. it's, it's like this is like our biggest divisional matchup because, you know, obviously the Bears aren't even the team anymore. So this is our biggest team that we play in the division. It doesn't matter how good we are. It's a field goal game either way. They always play in tough, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a tough ass game. There'll be fans there in Minneapolis. Um, so, yeah, I like a field goal either way. Uh, um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings uh, steal a win out there with a field goal, but I think either way, it's a three point game. Mm-hmm. And next up well, for the Sunday nighter this week, we got Steelers at Chargers. I, I think I'll surprise you on this one. Like I, I mentioned it on the uh, on the previous uh, uh, breakdown you know, with the Steelers. Kind of this is at the point where Big Ben is either hurt or starting to break down. So unless Najee Harris is kind of uh, taking the load off his shoulders, I say Chargers defense is good enough where they get after Big Ben, Justin Herbert. Uh, if he can duplicate his performance from last year, I actually got the Chargers in this one, and a close one late at home. Yeah, I actually, for, for uh, yeah, I actually agree. Um, I actually think uh, Ben Roethlisberger is kind of done, Loki. I don't know if he has the the stamina, even with an extra game, to go seventeen games and go to the playoffs so I do like what Justin Herbert's doing down there he's a hard-nosed guy he loves it um I got Chargers by three points in this game I like it like I just don't yeah. think Ben is I mean I just he just gets hurt so much man like every single year it seems like he's he's you know he, he's hurt there he's hurt there He's still playing, but he's still not 100%. I just don't – I just uh, – look, look at the quarterbacks that were drafted in his class. They're all gone now. Like mm-hmm. After Phil Rivers, uh, Eli is, has been gone for two years. Now uh, Philip is gone now. It's like – and he had that elbow injury. I just don't the think dude, that's what it takes. I mean, like, I'm, like no disrespect to Steelers fans. I'm not a – you know, I don't love or hate the team. I'm like neutral to them, but I mean, I just don't know. I'm just a big Justin Herbert fan. I like his gamer kind of mode. I, he's just a gamer, man. I like yeah. Him. And, and Ben is just—he's—it's fasted for him at this point. Yeah. Like I don't know what uh, what Pittsburgh's game plan was in re-signing him, but it's like. It's been two years too late at this point. They should have already had somebody on their 
the roster or brought somebody in this offseason yeah. because he just isn't it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like running backs from Alabama. I know Najee Harris is the good running back. I get that. I think he'll be good in the NFL. Don't get me wrong. I think he'll be good. I don't think he's a Derrick Henry, though. He just doesn't have the size for that. But I just don't see Najee Harris running for like 200 yards in this game and making it a Steelers game. I just feel like the the Chargers have a – they kind of have a sneaky, decent defense, though. I mean, they're not bad at all. They got Bosa out there still. They got like one or two decent cornerbacks. I just don't see uh, a way that Big Ben throws for like 300 and gets like three touchdowns. I just don't see it. I like Chargers here. Yeah, same, same for sure. Right, and to the last game of this week, yeah, Sunday nighter. Yeah, yeah. Right. Giants at uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa right. Bay. Let's, I'm let's keep, keep this moving. Think actually. Easy win. There's no way. Unless, like, Tom Brady gets, like, his brains blown out. Like, there's no there's no way. Then, then again, Tom does have trouble against uh, the Giants. No. Nah. Like, that's always been a thing with it. His two Super Bowl losses are to them. You got to yeah, admit that. I mean, you're playing against Eli Manning. You're not playing against fucking Danny Dimes that's, like, streaking more than someone does, like, a fucking baseball game. So... <laughs> But going on to week 12, though, Jesus Christ, we got three matchups on Thursday? This is unprecedented. Well, no, Thanksgiving. Oh, that's right. Sorry, that's my fault. I, uh, so we got... <laughs> so we got the typical... I it's more on November 25th. That's my fault. That's my fault. No worry. So we got the Chicago at Detroit. Chicago, that's not even waste any more energy on that. And you got a I'm actually next... Detroit by uh, 25 points here. You sure might need to get drug tested at work if somebody hears that. No, Jerry Goff <laughs> is going to throw for three touchdown passes because the Bears aren't worth a shit. Um, <laughs> I'm actually going to go Detroit in this game because as we all know, Thanksgiving not a regular game. But I do like to chart here by at least 25 to 30 points here. Madness, sir. Yeah. Madness. I don't like, think it's going to still finish in last, but uh, the Bears are just not worth a fuck in my book. So go on. I'm going to catch that win by the Lions here. Easy. So what? I'd love to know who those three touchdown passes are too. They have to all be screen passes to DeAndre Swift. He's the only dude to throw to on that team. Oh, two are going to be on the one-yard line rushing touchdowns for Jerry Goss. <laughs> He's 6'5". He's going to lean over. Okay? We'll see. We'll yep. see on that. He's not You're 6'5", boy. Come on. We'll definitely have to uh, revisit the tape on this one and we go over that one later on. All right. So, like, relatively, I have the Lions by a field goal. But <laughs> at heart, I have the Lions by at least three scores here. <laughs> Justin, All right. I'll take Justin Fields will play in this game. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, probably a thousand percent, actually, because the, the Bears are going to be, what, Fucking 0 and 11 at this point, so you might as well. 
All right. Next, we got uh, Raiders at Cowboys. Hmm. This is actually a decent matchup, Loki. Yeah, yeah. It all just, I, I guess, and this is obviously way, way uh, season hasn't even started or anything. If I were to take the two teams now, I guess I'm going Cowboys. And that's only because you got the Raiders traveling, Cow- and Cowboys. It's their, uh, it's uh, one of the marquee games of the year for them, where they get to play on Thanksgiving, <laughs> and they'll, they'll be up for it. So, so I, I go them just for that. So, yeah, I'm not not with a lot of confidence in that one, but Cowboys. I'm going Raiders by a field goal to potentially end the game. A last-second field goal. I like Josh Jacobs right here. 112 yards rushing, two touchdowns. <laughs> okay. And and that's me brutally honest. That's not me hating the Cowboys, which I do. I'm just I'm just guessing Josh Jacobs over 100 yards. I like two touchdowns from him. I like as a. A field goal at the end of the game for the Raiders. And this is me being brutally honest. Okay. All right. Next, this last year, this would have been a great game. This year, I say Buffalo beats the brakes out of uh, the Saints. So I got Buffalo in that matchup. Yeah, I'm not going to go beat the brakes off just because, I mean, like, I feel like, you know, I feel like the teams have a little extra pep in their step playing on uh, Thanksgiving. Um, I think that kind of means something to a team when you get like a Thanksgiving game on a holiday, like whether it be a Thanksgiving, Christmas, like what have you. Um, I do like Buffalo here. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I like 10 points for Buffalo. I like, uh, actually, I like Josh Allen for a rushing touchdown. Hmm. Okay. I I I, could, I see your point because I I know they want you know, like to play up Fanduel. This the uh, this but, podcast is not sponsored by uh, Fanduel yet, but hey, Fanduel, if you're listening, uh, you know, come get it. Let's go. Now I will say this: that's the that's the late game on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So you got to figure the teams who've gotten turkeyed up by that point. So. Yeah, I mean, but if you're the teams, though, you're not going to get turkeyed up, though. You're going to wait till after. Okay, I'm just saying, man. Jameis looks like a brother that can put away some stuff. And you know the linemen, hey, you're going to try to tell uh, offensive and defensive linemen you got to wait to eat Thanksgiving until and with them. That's going to be at like 820 when that game kicks off uh, out there. So... If- I'll tell you one thing. If I have to hear fucking Joe Buck and Troy Aikman call this game, I'm not even going to watch it. I mean, no, no. it's a, it's a NBC, so you're good. Oh, thank God. Joe. No, they, I, they're calling the, the Bears and, and a lot. Oh, God. They stuck poor Joe and, and Troy with the Bears and Lions game. <laughs> I just want to put this out there. No disrespect to any fans here. Obviously, no disrespect. Uh, but respectfully, 
Um, I'm a big fan of Joe Buck's dad. Great guy for the Cardinals back in the day, baseball. Uh, my two worst, well, three worst announcers. I could like legitimately give a flying fuck about Chris Collinsworth, uh, Joe Buck, and Troy Aikman. I mean, they can go fuck themselves. It's just a like, give me Tony Romo, give me somebody that's actually worth a fuck on this broadcast. And well, actually, isn't Tony Romo NBC? Now, Tony is CBS, so they'll get the Raiders. Uh, so uh, they'll actually be a nice broadcast because you get Tony Romo in Dallas for Thanksgiving this year. So this NBC broadcast is going to be a shit show no matter who does it. It's going to be a fucking... I mean, you might as well put the game on mute. Just watch the game, put it on mute, and then just eat your uh, your pumpkin pie. Eat your uh, little cranberry dressing drizzled right over the uh, perfectly cooked turkey um, and just put the fucking game on mute. That's what that is on NBC. NBC's a fucking... I mean, fuck NBC Loki. But I mean, they, it's, it's, it's not going to be a broadcast worth of shit. I'll tell you them this right now. Oh, God. <laughs> some drinks in you and just put the game on mute. Talk with your family. Uh, watch the game like fucking like intermittently. And then um, it's probably going to be a Buffalo victory by at least 14 points. And the funny part is, if you put the game on mute, they still win by 14 points, so you're not going to lose anything like that. Valid point. In, unless you hate your family, then put the game on uh, full blast. Huh? Depending on the in-laws. Depending on how you feel about the in-laws. We get it. Not everyone likes the in-laws. You know, you like that rule. With, you know, fuck the in-laws, whatever. But if you like your in-laws, put that game on mute. Have a couple cold drinks. Watch the game and don't give a fuck about who's broadcasting that game. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> oh man, that's a that is a, that is a take for sure. Oh, it's, a, <laughs> oh, it's an easy take. I mean, you give me one person right now that wants to watch that broadcast live with the with the uh, uh, the mute off, and I'll tell you, you're probably a fucking psychopath. <laughs> like you're like you have some sort of like disorder potentially mentally <laughs> next up we got chargers at broncos uh well uh, i'll tell you this uh broncos beat herbert last year wasn't necessarily uh it, it was kind of a uh, close game. I think the same thing happens this year. Uh, you gotta hope for better quarterback play than what you got out of Locke. Well, no, that you take that back. This is one of Locke's better games last year. So if he could step up to the plate, you get uh, depending on the health of the defense yeah. and everybody, I, and you're playing at home. Uh, I got Denver on this in a close, and I got Denver on this one. I'm gonna tell you one thing, man. I'm gonna take a league course now uh, approach on uh, on Saturday uh, college football game day. Um, mm-hmm. I was actually at this game. Uh, well, sorry, not at the game. I was watching the game, sorry, with my friend who's a big Bronco fan. We were in San Diego, Pacific Beach, to be specific. Um, we definitely weren't sober. Um, we watched the end of this game. 
uh, Drew Locke uh, was nuts to end this game. And just going off of that, I like Broncos in this game because I go off of a uh, you know fast performances. I think uh, Drew Locke remembers that game. He might have even did the Conor McGregor strut after the last touchdown pass. So I'm gonna go Broncos right here by two points. So he did. He did do that. Right. No, he did. <laughs> Life it was nice. <laughs> oh man! Oh, we got a good one here next. We got the uh, Rams at uh, at at Green Bay. Game <laughs> from last year, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. Now, now this will be where all the Ram fans have said the only reason the Pack won is because Aaron Donald was hurt. Now, I like Aaron Donald because he played the, uh, my position. Uh, and the tackle, but I don't think that was the sole reason they lost that game. I'm sorry. So well, Donald was hurt. He had a bad thumb. All right. Well, you have fucking a lot of other guys in the defensive end that could have stopped that, but no, you couldn't stop it. We won by 17 points. I like Packers here. Um, to be closer than the experts think because of Matthew Stafford. I'm a big Matthew Stafford guy. Now that yeah. outside of our division, I've always respected him. I think this is a field goal win by the Packers. Field goal. Three points. Yeah. I, I got somewhere in that same range too. I I got it'll be much closer than the than the playoff game, like you said. But I still got the pack on this one for sure. And don't get me wrong, Mason Crosby's ninety seven years old. This guy. Ninety seven years old. He's going to hit the game-winning field goal with about 19 seconds left, and he's just the best field goal kicker to ever do it in the past 10 years. I mean, the guy's fucking 100 years old. I mean, what do you expect from him? His leg is like old. He has a bronze leg. Three points for the Packers. I like that. I like, uh, I like 31... Uh, to twenty-eight there. Ooh, high scoring in a and well, not Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving weekend. Oh yeah, uh, well, for an A rod, well, potentially, you know, how it goes. Yeah. And then for the Sunday night game, we got Cleveland at Baltimore. That well, there was two versions of this game last year. There was the blowout uh, at the beginning of the season, and then there was that game where Lamar uh, was playing and got hurt and then the comeback that was uh, one of the best games of the year last year. I tend to he, think he has it'll 20 be fans, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. He shit himself. He shattered. I think it'll be closer to that game. It'll be high scoring. This one obviously we're just speculating. I'm going to go Cleveland because OBJ will be back. Just kind of throw a wrinkle out there and kind of say, you know what? Baltimore might slip up. They have one of these slip-ups a year at least. And go go Cleveland and kind of see, put a little bit of faith in Baker, I guess. So, it, it kind of all depends on if Lamar Jackson shits himself again. Um, but I do. I'm actually gonna go Baltimore in this game. I think. 
I'm gonna go Baltimore here. I'm gonna go. I mean, I sound like a broken record, but I'm gonna go Baltimore by a field goal here. They have Justin Tucker, I think. Still, sorry, I think they still have him. And, yeah. And he's one of the best, I think, percentage-wise, the best kickers really ever in the NFL. I like Baltimore by a field goal here late in the game. Um, I think the Baltimore defense makes a stop to end the game, but I like Baltimore by three points here. Yeah, I I could see that kind of going either way. I I got Cleveland for now, but I say once things get closer, once we start to know the health of both teams, obviously we'll be able to make a more informed pick. But honestly, it it depends on the day you catch me. I could say Cleveland today. I could just as easily be like, you know what? After thinking about this closer, I can see Baltimore. It's kind of one of those ones where I'm not going to say push because that's boring, but it's one of those things where honestly, come the season, I can see an instance where that comes across for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think that game could definitely go either way. I think for the most part of it, I just like, I don't know. I just, like, I know Cleveland's like an up-and-coming team. I know Baker Mayfield's supposed to be good. Um, even though I don't think Lamar Jackson is, you know, he's not fucking Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, would have you, but who is? But I just, I don't know. I think, like, the the Ravens, they're, they're like, they're, their thing is just rush for a lot of yards, have a, have a hard-nosed game. Um, have some defense step up. I just like them in like a maybe like a lower scoring game, maybe like a 24 21 game. I like 24 21 Ravens there. Okay. All right. Definitely will be interesting for sure. And yeah, this will be a true, yeah. this will be a true test for you. This is Seattle at Washington. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as much as I just despise Seattle, if they lose this game, they should probably, uh, they should honestly probably just relocate as a franchise. Um, so I'm going Seattle here, two touchdowns. <laughs> okay. All right. And that's a big mad of me for saying Seattle's going to win this game. I, I was just going to say, I commend you for being reasonable on this one this so I appreciate no that there's just no way that they, Washington even comes close I mean I have I have two touchdowns here Seattle <laughs> okay like, oh my god this is the point of the season where like oh my god Russell Westbrook's never won an MVP do you think he can do it oh he had one good game oh he's back in the he's back in the top and then he'll have three fucking shit ass games and then he'll be right back to number four or five. I mean, it's just this is a classic game where Russell Wilson's gonna pass some stats. He's gonna throw for three twenty-five. He's gonna have three touchdowns, and they're just gonna win the game. But then you just have to expect that it's against Washington. So it's like, all right, so what does this even give a fuck about anything? So what does it really mean? Yeah. yeah. So Seattle by two touchdowns. I think that's an easy, easy win there for Seattle. If it's not, then it'll just make me be happy, I think. <laughs> All right. And kind of <laughs> closing, closing the week out, uh, uh, closing uh, 
the show out on this last week we'll do and then we'll have next week we'll finish up the season and then kind of do some playoff predictions but for this one we got Dallas at uh, New Orleans for the Thursday nighter it all goes back to I don't trust who they got at quarterback uh, to be honest with you Mike in New Orleans yeah, I like every all the other pieces New Orleans has, but the quarterback. And because of that, it ain't like I'm saying Dallas is this great team, but at least they have the most important part uh, part of the team situated, and that's Dak at quarterback. So I got the Cowboys on this one. I think it'll be close. Like I don't think it, it it's going to be like Dallas by like a, a, a ton, but I got Dallas winning this one. Do you like? Do you think at any point, just going off of, I mean, because we're in like week what, week twelve here? Um, uh, let's see, we got week thirteen. Oh, 13, sorry. Um, do you think there's any way that like New Orleans uh, just doesn't go if like their season's not going to what they expect? Do you think at this point, going into, I mean, because thirteen is the latter half of the season, so. Do you think there's any way they just like switch up and just go like famous Jamis? I mean, like if they're not doing well, you think? I think yeah, by, definitely by this point. Like I don't see them giving Taysom Hill this long a leash. It, it it would be one, two, three, four weeks at most where they're like if if especially if you having him as the full time starter. Yeah. By week four, it's like you would have seen all you need to see to be like, nope, I'm good. And bring Jameson. Exactly. And then by week four or five, even if he has gone like, you know, maybe 500, like whatever, um, like three and two, I'm sorry, two or three, three and two, the rest of the league's going to have tape on this shit. And it's like, if you want to score points, because I feel like the NFL these days is more scoring points now. I feel like, wouldn't you think Jameis might have a little extra in the tank to just fucking swing the ball around just a little bit, like swing the picks in? Like, mm-hmm. you would have to think at some point if they go two and three, two and four, or like something to that nature. I feel like if Jameis a shot, huh? Like, let's just see if his, you know, if he can actually see now, like he says he can. <laughs> let's see if he can read the field. Um, literally, with a year with the fucking the Tampa Bay uh, 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 years, he threw for like fucking thousands of yards, but yeah, yeah. shit. But I mean, he threw that blind. Yeah, I mean, I will say this that. The man, if he does perform well, he'll definitely be a great spokesman for LASIK eye surgery. Every you'll have people lined up left and right trying to get it. <laughs> no, this is just me. Uh, this could be the one hot take for the broadcast here. Um, I think Majamis um, should start week one. I think. I don't even think that's a hot take. I think I believe that. I, I if if they're even silly enough to go in on. Taysom Hill as like your full time starter from jump, then it's like, all right, Sean Payton, what the hell are you doing? So, yeah, I, I'm definitely down with a, and I think they actually did draft a quarterback. So I'm like, all right, 
if anything, I'm starting Jameis, and then you might put Taysom Hill in like gadget plays, but I'm not having him under center for any long stretch. It's going to be then Jameis, and then if Jameis doesn't shape out, I'll put in the dude that I drafted as opposed to Taysom Hill back there because I just don't see it. He's a Tim Tebow, but with and I'll—it's crazy to say this—but Tebow was a better thrower of the ball than this guy, which is pretty damn scary to say. Yeah, because that's the thing. I get you signed Taysom Hill to like a decent-sized contract, and that was almost kind of weird for me to kind of, you know, like comprehend that. But I feel. Yeah. When you signed him to that contract, it wasn't like a contract to where, okay, he's going to be our starting quarterback, boomer bust, 17 weeks, like we're going with Taysom Hill. No, I think they signed him to where if he doesn't work out a quarterback, he can play tight end, receiver, he can take the ball to the backfield if he needs to. But if shit hits the fan, give the ball to fucking Jameis. Like... This guy fucking give the ball to fucking crab leg Jameis Winston. <laughs> like this guy stole crab legs from a grocery store. You don't think he can pick apart a couple defenses in the NFL? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. I'm just not a big believer in Taysom Hill being your your go-to quarterback guy. And that and that's just not you know, him being Mormon just because they're kind of a little different, but I just don't I just don't think like the days of like a running slash you know, quarterback I get like Lamar Jackson's there Mahomes can still do it, Rodgers can kind of do it a little bit I just don't think Taysom Hill has the arm strength to throw four touchdown passes in a game if they're not all on like the five yard line I agree with that. I mean, he's not going to throw for like 300 yards a game. He's going to be just like Ryan Tannehill is. He's going to have to be in the perfect offense to either hand the ball off to Kamara, like how Tannehill hands the ball off to Derrick Henry. I mean, I mean, fucking Ryan Tannehill is not a good quarterback. <laughs> he's not a good quarterback by any means of the of the position, but. He plays his job in that offense decently enough to get them to a playoff game every single year for the past like two, three years, which they, for somehow they beat the Patriots in like Foxborough, but that's that's almost kind of like an outlier stat now. But I mean, I just think they're kind of one of the same. They're not great quarterbacks. They might not even be in the top 15 quarterbacks, but given the right offense, they could potentially do something just because both of the running backs are potentially top five running backs in the league every single year going forward. Um, I'm a big Alvin Kamara fan. I've drafted him in fantasy for the past three straight years. He's never let me down. Um, but when like push comes to shove, if you need to have like a two minute drill uh, going like 70 yards, do you think I'm going to trust Tannehill and the fucking uh, and the guy for the Saints? I don't think so, Loki. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think Taysom Hill has it in him to do like a Tom Brady, Patty Mahomes, like Aaron Rodgers, even Russell Wilson, like a two-minute drill. 
let me see you get from our 30-yard line to a touchdown in two minutes. I don't think that – I just don't think they they both can do that. So I think at some point you got to just – like let's just see what Jameis can do as the full-time starter. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I just, think that – I just think that. Uh, yeah, like – it, it, with him, it, it's you. It, to your point, you saw what he could do in Tampa Bay. It, it's like hopefully Sean Payton coaches him up, makes him be like, "All right, we need you to eliminate some of these silly mistakes. Don't yeah. just rely on your arm. You got to think some of your throws through. If it's not there, don't force it." And hopefully, because the the talent is there. Because when he was at Florida State and Dude won a national championship. Now, obviously, college is the same. But it, it's just one of those things where it's like the talent's there. It's just all about getting the talent out and just ironing out the kinks. And That's the thing, though. Like, back when he played for the Buccaneers, they obviously didn't have the talent level they have right now when they won the Super Bowl last year. And he still threw for, like, all those thousands of yards. Just think what he can do if he actually has, like, some wide receivers that are worth a fuck. I mean, like, Tampa Bay is good now. They weren't that great back then when he was starting. But he still threw for, like, thousands of yards. Has Taysom Hill thrown for, like, thousands of yards? I don't think so. They always do that bullshit little, like, fake run up the middle. And it's like, in the NFL... Besides Colin Kaepernick back in the day when he was doing that kind of like that kind of bullshit like handoff run, like the RPO kind of stuff, like besides like Lamar Jackson, that stuff really doesn't work now in the new NFL because defenses are just as good. I mean, back then it might have worked, but now I don't know if you can rely on Taysom Hill for if it's like third down and four. Can you trust him to run for a first down four yards or find a guy over the middle? I don't know. Yeah. It'll definitely be interesting to see at that point in the season for sure. But sorry, so so digressing off of this dumb tangent I I took us on. I uh, I still like Dallas in this game, like you said. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool, man. I like the Cowboys here by like maybe a touchdown or field goal type of stuff. It's gonna be a close game though. Yeah, I think yeah. game. If Michael Thomas is not healthy, I think that could be like a full touchdown game. If Michael Thomas is healthy, you know Michael Thomas is kind of like AJ Green these days, right? Great receiver, but can he stay healthy for a full like seventeen games? We don't know yet. Oh, trust me, I know because. He single-handedly tanked my fantasy last year. Uh, I thought I had uh, initially. I thought a wide receiver trio of uh, uh, Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, and Mike Evans, and I thought I was going to run roughshod on my league. And yeah, I didn't even make the championship game because two of those jokers couldn't stay healthy. Or produce during the regular season, so yeah, 
And I'll tell you one thing. One of those guys is not Devontae Adams. Exactly. He single-handedly was keeping me alive last season. So you'll never hear me say a bad thing about him. Yeah, so I – as much as I hate to say it, even though I live in Texas, you know, I I like Cowboys here. I like Cowboys. I feel like a touchdown or a field goal or maybe six points, maybe two field goals. I like – I kind of like the Cowboys here. I don't hate to say it, but yeah. Yes. Yeah. And next we got the Broncos at Kansas City. I'm not going to try and have any delusions of grandeur here. Uh, I've had the Broncos on a little bit of a win streak heading up to this. That win streak ends right here. Yeah, the only, uh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. You're not wrong there. I feel like the only thing is, um, oh, yeah, Kansas City has a home game there. If the, yeah. if the Broncos defense could actually step up and be what they are, I feel like that could be like a touchdown game, you know, because I feel like the Broncos, you know, just for my friend being a Broncos fan, I've watched a lot of Broncos games over the past two, three seasons. Um I do know your defense can be a little pesky there. Um, this almost could be maybe like, you know, I hate to say it, but it almost could be like an overlook game for the Kansas Chiefs. Maybe you guys can sneak some touchdowns in there. Um, I do like Kansas City here, but I don't think by any means that it's going to be a loss. By any means. I think the last, the last couple games in Kansas City – has me thinking that that's why they've gotten destroyed the last two seasons they've been in Kansas City. So, yeah, that's why it's not inspiring a lot of confidence in me. Yeah, but that's why I go off of the like you guys' defense. If you guys' defense plays well, it, it, especially your secondary, because we all know that Mahomes is gonna have a pocket to pass, it's all gonna come down to the secondary. Every single team that plays Mahomes. It always comes down to the secondary. But if you guys can just at least, like, you know, even if the game is, like, seven points or, like, ten points at halftime, if you can kind of make some plays in that first half, it could be kind of a decent game. Um, I'm still going Casey here, but I feel like it's not going to be, like, the, the blowout like people think. I think maybe – I mean – if you guys can work this loss with touchdown, I think that's I think that's obviously a good win for you because I feel like going off of your first couple weeks, I think I had you guys going off of a couple wins there. So if you guys keep this win uh, this loss within a touchdown, I feel like that's big for you guys for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. As long as you stay respectable, then. It's like, you know what, all right, we're trending in the right direction. The other wins weren't a fluke, but if it's blowout central, it's like, well, damn. If you guys were to, like, lose this game, like, 35-28, like, 31, even, like, 31-21, 31-28, something like that, I feel like that would almost be kind of a confidence boost to you guys where it's just like, okay, these guys have won a Super Bowl, they've been to another Super Bowl, and we only lost by a touchdown, okay, that's the best of the best in the AFC, so we can kind of compete with anyone else besides these guys. 
So yeah. I feel like going into the later matchup versus the Chargers again, I feel like that would give you guys a whole lot of confidence, honestly. Yep. If you can keep, I agree with that. Yeah. You know, like if you guys can do like a touchdown or 10 points, if the game's close, I feel like that's a big boost to you guys. Like, you know what? Fuck Justin Herbert. We can beat these guys too. And we can <laughs> maybe try and buy for like a, you know, like a second wild card. You know, game. So I feel like this isn't necessarily a game you guys need to win. I feel like if it's close, you guys have a lot of momentum going forward here. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where uh, they say no moral victories, but it could be an instance where. Like yeah, if it's close, like if you win, obviously you'll you'll be happy about it. But yeah, well, even if you lose, even if you lose by like ten, and it was like it was a close game, and then something caught, and then a turnover, and then say a a, a a field goal pushed it out of reach, something like that. I'm fine with that. Well, hey, if you remember last season, the Raiders beat the Chiefs. So, I mean, it's possible. I mean, in the Raiders, a lot of people don't think the Raiders would be that good last year, but they beat the Chiefs in the KC. So, I mean, anything's possible. Yeah, for sure. All right. And going to the Sunday night of this one. (laughs) Yeah. This is just, I mean, this is like pretty much saying, hey, Michael. Uh, do you want to take a gunshot to the head or do you want to take a, a, a full swing by Mike Trout to your net sack? <laughs> I mean, this is two of the teams that I despise the most. I mean, how am I supposed to pick this game? Well, you got to pick, man, especially because your team is on a bye, so you definitely got to pick. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm going San Francisco by a touchdown here. Uh, in Seattle, runs really, really deep here. It's uh, it's in Seattle late in the season. It's gonna be rain. It, you know it's gonna rain. You know that. Yeah. Shit. You know that. Shit. It, it rains two hundred and fifty-seven days out of three sixty-five. There. <laughs> you know it's gonna be raining, especially at nighttime. I like the I like the 49ers. It doesn't matter who they have running back. They always rush for like 200 yards a game, especially against us. So I like this to kind of be maybe a ground game because of the weather. Um, I'm kind of uh, embarrassed to to ask you this question, but who's the running back for uh, the Seahawks now? Chris Carson. Yeah, fuck that guy. I drafted him two years ago and did shit for me. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Um, so we're going to go San Francisco by three points here. Okay, so I got Seattle on this one. And Chris, Chris Garson can go. I mean, he can get it. I mean, that guy fucking sucks. Like, he might win you a game off of one touchdown from, like, the one-yard line. But if you... For all you fantasy football people out there, this is a pro tip. Do not draft 
ever even consider drafting Chris Carson, what the fuck? Because he will let you down every single fucking week. Unless you're playing PPR, which is like 50-50 in the leagues these days. If you're not playing PPR, tell Chris Carson to go fuck himself. Because he's not (laughs) going to do shit for you. He's going to have 27 yards rushing and two touchdowns. I mean, if I'm on the one-yard line, if I have you blocking for me now, I can probably score a touchdown. (laughs) Appreciate that, sir. But... He he, I, I will admit the dude definitely does break your heart because there's moments where it's like, oh, this dude is running all over people, yeah. and the next he's on the injured list for three three weeks in a row for a calf strain. You want to know like, what? The weekend that he rushes for two hundred yards is the weekend you fucking benched him if it was shit before that. That's true. So that happened. If if I had a top ten list of people not to draft, Chris Carson's ne- uh, yeah he's he's number seven at least <laughs> because the week you don't play him he'll go for two hundred yards. The week you play him, he'll have nineteen yards rushing and one touchdown. And it'd be a receiving touchdown at that from like a dump off from Russ, so it's not even a long one. So yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna be a two-yard touchdown pass. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> and closing out, we have New England at Buffalo. Now, big round days, though. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. This one, New England, as bad as they were last year, they actually played Buffalo tough, and so. Yeah. Bill still has some tricks up his sleeve. I don't think that they'll beat Buffalo, obviously, because Josh Allen and Diggs, they got something going on there. But I, if, put it this way, I'm picking Buffalo, but like once we see the spread, if, if based off the spread, I'll be able to, to say I'll pick them based off the spread. So that's how I'm going to deal with that one there. Yeah, this is a primetime game. It's obviously, I feel like with fans in Buffalo, I feel like the Buffalo having the home game here is kind of nice for them. Um, I just feel like, you know what? I'll tell you one thing. When Josh Allen was drafted, I wasn't really high on him. But now seeing him play, I feel like this guy's a fucking gamer. I mean,. I don't care if you put him on the early game, the mid game, or the late game. Even if you only win by three points, I feel like Josh Allen's going to do something for the team. I feel like this guy's a fucking gamer. He's going to, if it's like third down and two, this guy's going to bust his ass for a first run on the run. I'm a big Josh Allen fan now. I like, uh, I like Buffalo here by, you know, I don't know. I like Buffalo here by 10 points, I feel like. Mm. I just, I don't know, man. Josh Allen's a, those Wyoming boys, bro. I mean, he's country strong, you know? You spend some time in South Carolina, you know this, that's country strong, you know? 
So let me check because I want to see something here. Cam Newton averaged like 125 yards passing last year. Like, you know, my dick can pass for 200 yards passing next year. Yeah. They did. They destroyed them. Well, that was week 17. It was 16 on every damn body on that team was hurt. So. I just don't. And then, but like, so here's the thing. In week eight, when Cam was still somewhat healthy, it was a close game. It was 24 21. Yeah. So, and they held Josh Allen to 154 passing. Was that so a home that, game or an away game for uh, New England? It, it was at home in um, in Buffalo, actually. Oh, Buffalo, okay. Right. So, this is one of those things where it kind of goes to what I was saying. I, I remembered that, and the thing that with that game, as a matter of fact, what happened, they, yeah, Cam actually had a chance to win that game. I remember now. They had a chance to win. And something stupid happened down, like, as they were driving. At the line? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it was similar to the Seattle game. So, he uh, he mishandled the snap, right? I think. Yeah. Yep. So, on this one, I still, like I said, I still got Buffalo winning. But I have to see the spread. Because if it's, like, within, if you're giving... New England seven points. I'd take New England in that instance. Oh well, yeah. If you're like a betting person, I don't feel like you take Buffalo at all. But if you're just going off of like wins and losses, I think this is Buffalo's. Buffalo, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, like, if you're like a betting person, obviously it's tougher because you know, you know. Granted, this is a uh, what, yeah. So it's December 2nd. The weather's not going to be kind up there in Buffalo at this point. And New England's used to playing that kind of shit all year long because their weather's shit. So I can get that. But if you're going off of a betting standpoint, I definitely wouldn't pick the uh, uh, the Bills. But if you're just going off of straight win and loss, I would still pick the Bills. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Now, sorry to kind of abruptly shift gears on this, here, but I I just got an alert that uh, uh, old uh, ex Dodger Josh Reddick is playing in Dodger Stadium, and the hometown uh, crowd uh, started uh, playing the song "I Saw the Sign" when he when he came up to bat. <laughs> Who's he playing for now? He plays for Arizona now. Oh, you're right, because Arizona has like a thousand people on the um, on the injured list. Yeah, that's actually pretty funny. As, he, if, does, he does not have a hit yet this year. Actually, looking at his stats now, he's batting zero. He's zero for three right now. Was this his first game of the year? Like in the actual? Yeah. Pro- yeah. 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 Because the Diamondbacks signed him on a minor league deal, I know that. But yeah, that that guy. I wouldn't sign him on my backyard deal. So yeah, that's that's kind of like, hey, we'll give you like a hundred thousand bucks if you can actually put a bat to a baseball without hearing a trash can. Maybe we'll give you worth the fuck. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack track us there, but yeah, I, I had to, when I saw that, I had to throw that in there. Well, I'll tell you one thing, man. If I was still living in Southern California, I would definitely go to the uh, uh, the Angels and Astros game and uh, give Altuve my uh, two cents and just tell him he's a fucking piece of shit. But I mean, yeah. that, I mean, I can't do much out here. I mean, they play the the Rangers maybe like a couple times a year. Maybe I'll go down to the Rangers game and uh, um, go to the bathroom dump out all the tissue paper and then bring the trash can out to the concourse and start banging like on the blue man group you know <laughs> nice oh man gotta love it gotta love it if i yeah, did I'll send you the video of that though so you didn't have that in your personal record and people please believe Mike is crazy enough to do something like this. Don't think oh, he's no. bluffing. Like like he said, no. he legit got me ten biscuits and from uh Chick-fil-A on my birthday and yeah. the poor person at the at the drive in, didn't they say that it's gonna take a minute and you were like, I can wait. Well no, that's the thing. I would I literally clocked in like two minutes late to work they couldn't make the fucking biscuits I'm like what are you, like what are you guys doing for breakfast like how many biscuits are you making like five I would like what are we doing here <laughs> like are you expecting me the only person to order biscuits in one day I mean I don't think that's a thing ten biscuits I mean Jesus Christ put those guys in the fucking oven let's get to it Jesus <laughs> But, oh, no. Hey, I um, I took a dive on the on the KJA's there for the variant schedule for uh, your biscuits. So I hope you appreciate that shit, you motherfucker. Yeah, yes, I did. I appreciate that. <laughs> but the, <laughs> the face that you met when I was like, "Hey, man, uh, happy birthday!" Got you uh, ninety-seven biscuits, yeah, man. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "How can I eat all these?" Right. I came in the drive-thru and they're like, hey, were you the one that ordered like 12 biscuits? I'm like, yeah, that's me, brother. You gonna eat <laughs> biscuits or are you just going to fucking glad hand me and jerk me off? Like, what's the deal here? <laughs> hey, you oh, been- Come on, let's go. Great, great. Uh, shoot. Uh, this has been a good another. Good memories from back in the office, though, huh? Good memories. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Uh, great episode as usual, Mike. Definitely appreciate the energy you brought here this evening, sir. And thank you very much. I appreciate you, man. I always try to bring the energy, whether I'm sober or I'm not sober. Um, I really try and bring the hot takes here. I'm not a big uh, guy like Stephen A. Smith is. Uh, fuck that guy, first and foremost. Um, I don't like the pussyfoot around the uh, the subject when I think you know a player is a piece of shit if I think he's a good player I'm gonna let you know um as I told you five weeks ago I'm very biased against the Seahawks and the 49ers um I hope they well they technically can't both go 0-17 because they play each other but <laughs> if they split those one wins and go like 1-16 I'd be happy as a schoolgirl. but um you know, other than those two teams, I feel like I'm pretty uh, par to the course there. 
That you are. Yeah, well, that, them and the Bears. You've, you've shown a, 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 a definite bias towards them as well. Man. I did pick them to win two games, though. I did pick that. I'll tell you that right now. I did pick the Bears to uh, – the Bears are going to go 2-15. and 15. Uh, Justin Fields is going to play by week three. Um, he's going to get destroyed by the Smith brothers both times he plays. Let's be on the fact that he's a rookie. What do you expect? I mean, come on. I mean, it's just, you know, he's going to be on those uh, those old school uh, clips of the NFL. Like, hey, rookie, welcome to the NFL. You know? <laughs> wow. Oh shoot! All right, man. I definitely, like I said, I appreciate you. I gotta uh, wind the show down. Got some uh, stuff to take care of. Got to get this uh, show ready to post for tomorrow. But again, I do appreciate you hopping on. Can't wait till we do this again next week. I actually got something I uh, was meaning to ask you this show that I guess I'll have to kind of push to next week. The holes because you're um, a soccer guy as well. It's the whole deal with the Super League thing that I was hearing, but oh, yeah. uh, we we could definitely jump into that next week. Oh, I could give you about two hours in that standpoint, man. And just to your fa- uh, to your point, I, pre- I appreciate you having me back on. I definitely wouldn't be mad if you never wanted me to ever come back on the podcast again. Uh, but I definitely appreciate you, man. I love you. You're a brother to me. Um, I appreciate you what you're doing here. This is a great podcast. Um, I hope everyone that's listening enjoys this podcast. And I feel like you guys need to uh, like and share this podcast. Everybody can feel like this is a big time. So let's go, baby. Appreciate that, sir. And for my guy, Mike, this is Niles E signing up. I'll catch you tomorrow, Mike. Peace, yes, man. Much love, brother. All right.